Welcome to the Introverted Doctor Podcast, dedicated to uncovering myths, mistakes, and misconceptions that holds healthcare professionals back from living their best life at work, home, and play. In each episode, we focus on different aspects such as communication techniques, mindset routines, habits, and behaviors with the goal to show how to eliminate anxiety, trip-ups, and unwelcomed results that come from ineffective communications. Well, it's been a while, and this has undoubtedly been a year like no other. Many things have changed in our lives, and sometimes it's difficult to define or describe this year. For myself and many others, I know four words that describes this year, and those words would be a year of reassessment, restructuring, a year of growth, and year of choices. My, lot, my last podcast was many weeks ago in summer, and I originally had the idea of just taking a few weeks off as we were heading into September with the new academic school year approaching, you know, for the kids. You know, September always seems like a new year to me anyway, because probably all the years of schooling, the beginning of fall, uh, change in weather and sunlight, etc. Now, originally, I had planned to take a few weeks off. But the weeks ended up turning into many more weeks, and here we are at the end of December. Now, this year for me and for many people has been a very slow year and a very fast year all at the same time. It's an odd paradox because we all had to hurry up and be patient, wait and watch as the nuances of the pandemic unfolded. Anyway, so let me tell you one reason why I've been delayed in getting back to the podcast. And this kind of goes back to what I think this whole year is all about. So the first word to describe this year has been a year of reassessment. For many people, they've had to relook at what they've been doing at work, home, and in society. And in society modifying routines, more online meetings and learning, shuffling priorities, understanding and reawakening old priorities. They've, been had, they've had to address issues of safety and so on. We've had to discover what was important, essential, and what we could do with and what we could do without. And what was it that we needed versus what it was it that we wanted. The ongoing of discussion of what it meant to have individual rights uh, versus others' rights and how our actions or inactions can affect others who are really far removed from you in your own little circle. The second word of the year is restructuring. Essentially, We've had to restructure our schools, our workplace, our habits and routines tremendously. We've had to restructure our mindset to deal with the drama of things locally and globally. There's been many times when people have been very divisive, and that's not unusual in the best of times, but I think the pandemic highlighted and revealed certain inequities that already exist and and really brought that to light more than ever. Uh, Some positive notes are that cities and communities across the board have looked at how homeless people are being treated 
and trying to find safe ways to protect them. People are also reevaluating and looking at what it means to have a local community and a global community and understanding that, you know, we're all connected globally. If the pandemic hasn't taught us that, then, you know, what has it taught us? Many things. But now we certainly had to look at how we uh, at how we were working and learning and how we were spending time with one another, whether it's in team meetings or seeing patients or customers. We've appreciated the importance of face-to-face contact as we've moved into a more virtual environment. People have are also, you know, they've discovered new interests or awoken old ones. When I took the first few weeks off at the end of August, I end up and ended up spending even more time with the kids and more time outside. I started exploring, you know, even more activities such as building a flagstone pathway, you know, putting up a shed. This year, my kids and I made up made stand up gardens, and I learned how to garden, which I enjoyed doing tremendously, and will continue to do so. I should have done that many years ago. I learned how to use a new type of saw, a scroll saw, which was fun, and and then I built some other projects. Now I have to say, I am one of the lucky ones, because not everybody is experiencing this pandemic equally. And there have been real hardships for many people. There has been exceptional uncertainty for many people in terms of their employment, businesses, family dynamics, and health. The ones who have been able to help and or manage successfully have been able to find and focus on things, people, and opportunities that they are truly grateful for. They've learned about the importance of how important it is to have a mindset of gratitude and which is really necessary as the year moved along. So growth had to have happened in some shape or form. People who've tried to grow and improve did better than those who couldn't get out of self-pity, anger, fear, or felt more comfortable complaining. So this year is also a year of potential growth. I'm not trying to say that this is easy or always possible, but sometimes the resources are not equally available. But ultimately, it is a matter of trying to find ways of choosing to change our mindset into a negative one to a more empowering one. And and the final word that reflects this year, as I've already mentioned, which really undermines everything we do, is that this has been a year of choices. How we interpret and respond to information and events, whether to wear a mask or not, keeping isolated or sending our kids to school or working virtually, if we were lucky to do so, reflects on the choices we make. Ultimately, our outcomes are a reflection of our micro decisions we are making on a consistent basis. So I'm reminded of the different types of experiences we can have. And I first heard this from Tony Robbins. And this is really the core part of this podcast. And really, there are four types of experiences. Class one experiences. These are experiences that feel good for you, are good for you, and are good for others and serve the greater good. 
So an example of this might be exercising. Now, if you like exercising, it feels good for you. It is good for you, and it's good for others and the greater good. As you can be in better shape, you function better, and you'll be able to serve and do the things that you want to do more efficiently and more effectively. Class 2 experiences are experiences that don't feel good, but they're good for you, good for others, and serve the greater good. Exercising, again, could be an example of this. I mean, you may not like exercising, but you know you have to do it because it improves your health. So you do it anyway, and you, you know it's, it's good for you. It helps others, and it serves the greater good because you're just be able to have better energy. And so that's what we call a class two experience. Now, class two experience can turn into a class one experience. You know, after a while you've been doing it, and then all of a sudden you something you didn't like, you actually start to enjoy it. Class three experiences are experiences that feels good, but it is not good for you. It does not serve others and does not serve the greater good. An example of this could be excessive use of alcohol, using drugs, stealing, yelling at someone. It may provide a certain level of certainty or feeling that you desire, but it's not good for you. It's not good for the other people in your life as you couldn't, you're not performing or connecting with them more eloquently. So, for example, you may yell at someone or your kids, and it might be cathartic, and it provides a certainty and a sense of security and or significance, but it's not a great way to communicate to another person or connect with them. You're diminishing the quality of the interaction, and ultimately, it affects the relationship. Class 4 experiences are experiences that don't feel good, they're not good for you, they don't serve others, and they do not serve the greater good. Examples of this could again be using drugs, alcohol, yelling, stealing, all those types of activities that you may do or may be addicted to, but it doesn't feel good, but it provides a certain level of certainty and security. It's something that you know and it becomes a pattern of behavior that you just run either consciously or unconsciously. So everything we do falls into one of these types of classes. There could be some modifications, but generally these are the four ways to think about the different experiences. Now referring to class one and class two experiences, if you just did all class one experiences, which are experiences that feel good, it's good for you and good for others and serves the greater good, you could quickly get bored. There's no sense of variety. That's why it's always good to have some class two experiences because they challenge you and they stimulate growth. You start progressing and you start moving those, that class two experience into class one experience. That's why growth is so essential in our life and growth is an essential human need that we all need to experience you know a greater sense of vitality and just joy in, in our in the what we do so how does this all relate to everything we do well as we enter into the winter months and just as seasons cycle from winter spring summer and fall nothing stays the same and last we go from ups and downs in that same way and i think that's always useful to remember 
when we look at the longevity of things that we do and the actions we take, it's normal to get off course or change course as we move forward. And as cliche as it may sound, the only constant thing is change and keeping in mind basic fundamental principles that inspires us to live better and behave better helps us and others navigate challenging situations like a pandemic. I want to you know, wish you and your family a safe and healthy and strong end of 2020. And may 2021 be a year of greater possibilities from all the lessons that we've learned from this year. And I know it's been a long year. Me, even though it's been a, a fairly good year overall, it's, uh, I'm ready for 2021. I think most of us are ready to leave 2020 behind. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much for listening and uh, bless you and your family. And I wish you great health and happiness and a magical 2021. Thank you.